0: to Handheld Zero, the handheld gaming journey by a true nobody. My name is Nate, uh, our Conception 2, if you might know me as that, and I'm the host of the show. If you're not familiar with what the methodology of the show is, definitely take a look at Episode Zero in the podcast, which is the first episode released here. It gives you a sense of what we're doing with the show, the goals, the desired effect of the show, and things like that. This week specifically, we're going to be talking about the video game Super Mario Bros. Deluxe, that is a Game Boy Color game. And you might be wondering, why this game, right? A couple of reasons. One, it's a re-release, kind of a remake of the original Super Mario Brothers. So I was interested in trying that out in a handheld gaming format. They also added content to the game that makes it uh, a little bit more exclusive than the first release of the game on the NES. And like I had mentioned before, trying it in a handheld format to see what the changes are, the differences, the comparisons, what they did to change graphics things of that nature had me very curious so i wanted to check it out all right time for the segment Apedia. let's talk a little bit about the story first and because the story of mario is very simplistic in nature not really a lot going on there i thought i would read you this exact story summary from the manual so Once upon a time, the peaceful Mushroom Kingdom was invaded by the Koopa, a tribe of turtles famous for their dark magic. These terrible terrapins transformed the peace-loving Mushroom people into stones, bricks, and ironically, mushrooms. Then they set their own evil king on the throne. In the wake of the ghastly coup d'etat, the beautiful Mushroom Kingdom fell into ruin and despair. It is said that only the daughter of the Mushroom King, Princess Toadstool, can break the evil spell and return the inhabitants of Mushroom Kingdom to their normal selves. But the king of the Koopas, knowing of this prophecy, kidnapped the lovely princess and hid her away in one of his castles. Word of the terrible plight of the Mushroom People quickly spread throughout the land, eventually reaching the ears of a humble plumber. The simple, yet valiant Mario vowed to rescue the princess and free her subjects from King Koopa's tyrannous reign. But can Mario really overcome the many obstacles facing him and become a true hero? I mean, if you beat the game, the answer is yes, but that's, that's the general story. It comes straight from the manual. It sounds very epic for we just go across stages to get to castles where they tell us the princess isn't here until you get to the very end. But I, I like the, the punch up there to make it sound like more of a fantastical effort. I really appreciated that. The game, obviously published and developed by Nintendo, released in North America May 10th, 1999. Let's talk a little bit about the gameplay, all right? The game, if you're not familiar with classic Mario games, is a side-scrolling platform. That means it's moving on a 2D plane, and a platformer means you're hopping across platforms and dodging obstacles in order to get to an end goal of sorts. The goal specifically in this one is to cross the stage and reach the flagpole at the end of the level without losing all of your lives. You'll also have to dodge and defeat enemies by jumping on or over them, and this becomes easier by gaining power-ups through items that are collected throughout the game. Main section of the game has eight worlds, and there are four levels in each world, with the last level in each world or stage, as they're more commonly referred to, being a castle level, a castle that belongs to King of the Koopas or Bowser, as he's become more famously known. There is also additional content in this game. So as I mentioned off the top, this is a remake of the original Super Mario Brothers, but this also includes a port of the Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels, or at least a version of it. Uh, which is the first original sequel to Super Mario Brothers, but only originally released for the Famicom Disk System in Japan. So this is the real successor to Super Mario Brothers, but only in Japan. There's a total of an additional eight worlds with four levels each, though the original Lost Levels in Japan had an additional five bonus worlds with four more levels each. This scales in difficulty from the end of Super Mario Brothers forward. So if you had a lot of difficulty in World 8 of the original Super Mario Brothers, it was only going to get harder from there because then there was eight more worlds that continue to scale in difficulty as it goes up. This one is single player only. Obviously, since I'm playing on a handheld system, I didn't explore any multiplayer options, which would have been done with a link cable back in the day with the Game Boy Colors. But the original SMB did have multiplayer options this version the super mario brothers the lost levels part of the game did not have multiplayer as an option you could choose between mario and luigi luigi actually had a little bit of a different functionality luigi could jump a little bit higher but would be a little bit more slippery on the floor which made for some more interesting obstacles there collectibles coins right you can collect coins 100 coins gets you a a new life You can also hit question mark blocks to collect these coins. Some of them have one coin. Some of them have 10 coins. Some of the question mark blocks have items and power ups such as the super mushroom, which makes little tiny Mario grow to super Mario, makes it so that he can jump and hit blocks above him and destroy him. He's just a little bit more beefy. You can also get fire flowers, which will uh, enable you to be able to shoot fireballs and kill enemies from a distance, which is incredibly useful and going from there into the uh specific modes of the game there which we'll dive into a little bit later some additional collectibles are added here uh such as red coins which serve as like kind of like challenge coins and yoshi eggs as well a new addition to this game from the original let's talk a little bit about differences from this version compared to the console versions right so the main one and I could not be happier that they added this because as somebody who is very bad at this style of game, it made me really happy. They added a save game function. I personally can't believe it wasn't there to begin with because I can't imagine as a kid playing the original Super Mario Brothers on the NES that without a save game function, you would have to go to the beginning of a world or even the beginning of the game after you died so many times. I can't even, I can't even fathom what that would be like. So I'm so glad that they added a save game function. There's also an unlockable artwork gallery that is achieved through specific circumstances, completing levels, completing levels with time, completing levels with score, breaking high scores on the leaderboard, completing certain modes, and it gives you a portrait gallery of all kinds of artwork. But the main thing that I really loved, so perfectly 90s with this, is that that artwork is able to be printed on the Game Boy printer. Throwback to the Game Boy printer. Anyone else remember that? That was an insane periphery. But you could use it with this game to print out some things and even put your own little custom captions underneath. So you could print out, you know, a picture of a Goomba and say, you know, dumb Goomba. I don't know. I didn't think of anything more clever. And then print it out and like hang it up on your wall or whatever you want to do. Pretty interesting. It also has a toy box section. I say that in quotes uh, because it does have some minigame options the minigames are very very basic and very very limited not even to the level of say a mario party or something like that just like basic hey let me flip over these cards and see which one i get kind of deals one really cool section that i like that was added to the game was something called challenge mode i alluded to it before you can collect red coins and yoshi eggs and get high scores and or in some of these original levels in order to add another level of difficulty to them So it really increases the replayability of the game, right? You get to play all of your stages, then you can go back in a challenge mode to collect additional collectibles that were previously unavailable and make it so that you can get better and better and find secrets in the stage, which I think when people were playing Super Mario Brothers in the 80s and 90s, they were really big on finding secrets, secret warps, secret locations in the game. So I think this really caters to that. There's also a little thing in here added called you versus boo. So boo being a little ghost guy, you can on eight different levels race boo to the finish line of those levels. Obviously you the goal being that you want to get there before boo does very clever. You know, it doesn't do that for the whole game. It doesn't do it for all 32 stages of the original super Mario brothers on the cartridge, but it gives you eight stages and you can kind of race. It adds another playability factor to it. There. Is a give and take here. So obviously, the Game Boy screen is a lot smaller than your Super Nintendo screen or your Nintendo screen, right? So the difficulty in that is that you cannot show the full scale of the map on a Game Boy screen. Therefore, this game adds the ability to use the D pad to kind of scroll around you a little bit. You can look up, you can look in front of you, below you behind you in order to kind of gather what's in front of you so that's an addition to the game as well and then just some slight updates to the graphics and animations of the game for example one notable one for me was that in the original super mario brothers when you had things like water or lava it was kind of just stationary but this game takes a a small step further and then animates them so that they move a little bit so there's slight graphical improvements as well This next segment is called Buffs and Nerfs. Buffs and Nerfs. I had a lot of difficulty in pronunciation with that who listened to the last episode. Buffs, as in I'm buff, and nerf, as in like the gun that shoots like foam bullets, right? Buffs and nerfs. No other words there. Anyways, this is the what works and what doesn't work for me part of the section. Again, this is just my opinion, so don't take it as the industry standard. Buffs. The gameplay is timeless. This structure of game has been around since the mid-80s and continues to be successful. They're even doing more graphical improvements with the Switch and even before that, the Wii U, where they're doing this 2D style of Mario game, but making it more prevalent in a 3D world. It still works, and it's still really popular, and they've had it since 1985 or earlier, so it, it supersedes time. In staying with that, it keeps that nostalgia effort as well by keeping the levels mostly intact. There are slight, maybe, little baby changes about where enemies are placed and things like that. Also, I mentioned the graphical improvements. But none of that takes away from, like, the, the true nostalgia you feel when you play the game. kind of takes you back to the first time you played Super Mario Brothers, and then you have it in a handheld form, which is really exciting. I put this in absolute huge capital letters. You can save could not be happier you can save which is really great if you're stuck on a level which like i was in in the world eight i was stuck on tons of those levels you can save you can just reload even better bouncing off that also in big capital letters unlimited continues so if you're stuck on say eight three which was a kind of a tough level for me i run through all my lives right i hit the game over screen the continue screen i hit yes Guess what? I'm back with five lives at 8-3. I don't have to go back to 8-1. I don't have to go back to the beginning of the game. I can continue right from where I left off and continue to try, which I really like. You're going to notice a lot of my buffs are based off the fact that I'm absolute shit at this game (laughs) as well. I'm really, really bad at this game. I'm very bad at platformers in general for the most part. 3D platformers, I'm okay, but 2D platformers, my God, it's bad. I really love the fact that... They went beyond just porting Super Mario Brothers from NES to this cartridge. They added so much. There's so much content here. They added the lost level. So it's like getting two games in one already. They created a maximum replayability by adding things like the challenge mode, the U versus Boo, even the mini games, which I said are very basic. It still creates a level of replayability that you can put this cartridge into your Game Boy and continue to play even now if you still had a copy. So I couldn't be happier about that. Nerfs, what doesn't work for me? Again, this is for me. And the reason why I'm stressing that is I suck at this game. So, therefore, my number one thing that I didn't like is that it is so damn hard. I struggled with it so much. I played through World 8, right? I, I went through on my stream, I played Worlds 1 through 7 completely in one stream. And not even in that much time. I'd say probably within like an hour and a half, maybe. Nothing crazy. Then I get to World 8 and I'm just stuck on 8-1, stuck on 8-1. I give up. I get through 8-1 eventually. Then I get stuck on 8-2, stuck on 8-2. Then I get to 8-3, stuck on 8-3, stuck on 8-3. 8-4, which is the last stage where you fight Bowser and then you finally rescue Princess Toadstool, I actually didn't take me that many amount of tries, but I still probably had to try like 15, 20 times. And the other ones I had to try like probably close to 100 times. I'm really bad at these games, so it's very difficult for me. And the reason why I bring that up as well is I think that would transcend to the younger audience as well. I mean, I'm a 28-year-old now who has experienced gaming, an experienced speedrunner, one that has world records, Who so I know how to use my hands and play video games, but I still struggle with basic stuff like this. So I think the difficulty there is part of it. And going back to that as well, to touch upon the Lost Levels again. So the Lost Levels, the reason why it was only released mainly in Japan for the Famicom was because the Japanese depended on it being too difficult. They realized it was too difficult for the Western audience, so they didn't even release it in the West. Instead, they ported over a different game called Doki Doki Panic, I think. I'm sorry if that's wrong. Don't at me. And re-skinned it a little bit to make it the Super Mario Brothers 2 that we know in the West, and that the Japanese called Super Mario Brothers USA. So the Lost Levels parts are truly difficult. So difficult that when they created them, they didn't anticipate Western audiences to be able to play them. So I think there is something there. This next nerf isn't really their fault. So as I alluded to before, because a Game Boy screen is so much smaller than an NES screen, or when you plug in your NES to a TV, rather, you have to scroll around a lot to get the full field of view. Which I really didn't like doing because I would oftentimes make jumps thinking that I had the full screen in front of me and then I'd have no ground underneath me, for example. It made the game a lot more difficult realizing that, hey, if I make this next jump, I might not be alive. I really have to take my time and look around. And when you're timed on stages, it adds just another level of stress to it. So I didn't really love it. Again, nothing you could do about it, though. That's a technological disadvantage. So... I'm not suggesting that anything could have been fixed there, but it just made it a little bit more distracting for me. As much as I like the save game feature as well, when you save a game and say you have fire flower activated, you finish the level having fire flower. When you save a game and reload the game, you don't have that power up anymore. I wish you could keep that because being able to finish a level with the power up and go into the next level with it is really valuable. So it creates an extra level of difficulty for me Not being able to save my game and keep that power up and hopefully be able to hold that power up through multiple levels without having to, you know, just continuously grind to know exactly what to do there. The game does include an overworld map, which to my understanding, the original Super Mario Brothers didn't again could be wrong there. Please don't at me. But I believe the original Super Mario Brothers for NES didn't have an overworld map. This one does have it, but the downside is when you start a new game file and say you do 1-1, World 1, Stage 1, and you go on to World 1, Stage 2, but you wanted to go back to World 1, Stage 1 to either you know collect a power-up or just run through it again just for practice, you can't. You can only play the stage that you're on, so you can't go back and forth. I really wish that if you're going to include an overworld map where I can see all the stages and how they move, I wish I would have the ability to move around said stages. Now, of course, you can do that in the challenge mode. When you have beaten the game already, you have all the stages unlocked and you get in challenge mode, go back and forth. But if I'm playing a straight playthrough without using any warps and I want to hit all of the stages, I would really like the ability to hop back after seeing a stage is too hard for me. Maybe an easier stage right before I grab a mushroom so at least I go into this new stage with a little bit of an advantage so I can try and get through it. That would be a nice touch. Alright, this next segment is called How Many Carts or How Many Cartridges. Remember, this is our rating system out of five cartridges. But first, let me give my final impressions. While I really and truly suck at this game, and I mean suck at this game, the pure nostalgia it brings cannot be denied. It's a near-perfect port of the original Super Mario Bros., and the addition of the Lost Levels, which I had personally never played before, was a delight. There was a few quality of life improvements such as saving and unlimited continues, which are very welcome to a novice like me, and having said that, the game is hard. It is very difficult. Due to the small screen of the Game Boy, something that they can't help, seeing the whole screen as designed is difficult and does make some sections extra challenging. But all in all, I'm definitely picking this game up again and swearing at it when I'm feeling the call of the plumber, TM. I'm going to give this game four cartridges out of five. Four out of five. All right. And our final segment is called Game Over. Continue. The next episode, which will be two weeks from now, I think... I only say I think because it could be sooner. I'm going to weigh it out. I'm, I'm actually going to be uh, placed on furlough for work here soon. So I might be able to release episodes weekly instead of every two weeks. But I will keep you updated. I'll post something in the feed if there's going to be a change in that. But two weeks from now, we're going to be doing episode three. And drum roll please for the game announcement for episode three. It's going to be a Nintendo Switch title. So we're going to go a little bit more modern. Two weeks from now, episode three, we'll be discussing Paper Mario The Origami King, a brand new game that was just released by Nintendo that I've gotten my hands on, and I can't wait to talk to you about my impressions with it after I get to play it a little bit more. I'm already probably about six hours into it or so, really excited to be able to share my thoughts with you on the game. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Conception underscore two for Twitter, and also realize that that is Conception with a K, not a C. Twitch is twitch.tv slash conception2. There's no underscore in between. YouTube, you can just search my name, which is Nate Porteous, N-A-T-E for the first name. P-O-R-T-E-O-U-S for the last name. You can also view the video of the podcast, which will be released on YouTube as well as my Twitch channel in the VODs. Please subscribe, review the podcast, and rate it five stars. I know we have it available on several platforms, so we have it available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Please review and rate on those platforms if you're able to. I know some of those platforms aren't. And if you wouldn't mind also just quickly hopping over to Apple Podcasts as that's the most popular platform and just giving it a five-star rating, maybe leaving a few words for me, that'd be really appreciated in terms of getting this podcast off the ground and finally just thanks for listening and we'll be back in a couple weeks with episode three see you next time